Welcome in. It is the Crawford Talks, an Astros podcast brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mike Meltzer, joined as always by my co-host Jake Kaplan. And we are jam-packed today, Jake, after what was just a feeding frenzy over the weekend from an Astros standpoint. And it is it is over this Yankee letter. Uh, and I'm going to ca- kind of give some background on this before we kind of uh, dive in. But there's been a ton of reaction, Jake, because of a report. And this was first reported by The Athletic on Friday nights by our good friend Evan Drellick. And we think within the next week, within the next four to five days, that there is going to be a letter from Rob Manfred, the commissioner to the Yankees, addressing a 2017 investigation of the Yankees. This letter is apparently going to be unsealed. It's part of a court case uh, that's going on up in the Northeast. Jake, were you surprised by uh, how much of Astros Twitter and Astros social media were really into this over the last couple of days? Was I surprised that the people who love to scream what about were triggered by this? Uh, no, I was not. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. But I also think we, you know, if um, this is going to sound um, bad, but I think reading comprehension is an important skill. And judging by what I saw, a lot of the people uh, chiming in uh, maybe didn't read past the headline of our story. Um, and I think, uh, this is, uh, very good that we have a lawyer to explain it to us on the podcast, lawyer Mike over here, who can tell us what this really is, because I'm still confused about some of it, but I think the context is important and understanding what this actually is and might be is important. So, um, let's go for some of the background first. Like, what is this, um, part of? So this is a lawsuit that's brought by these guys who are playing daily fantasy uh, for DraftKings, and they were playing you know daily fantasy baseball, right? And they filed a lawsuit in the last year or so against Major League Baseball, with the Red Sox and the Astros being also co-defendants because they were teams that you know illegally stole signs in the last couple of years. And, and basically, they were making one of these arguments, Jake, where it's like you have. It, I think one of the one of the causes of action was fraud. They're basically saying, "Hey, you defrauded us, daily fantasy players, mm-hmm. because we're putting in our money, we're trying to play a fair game of daily fantasy, and you guys have a corrupt game, a rigged game going on on Major League Baseball fields." I think these are usually terrible lawsuits because all they really owe you, and when I say you, I mean a fan, someone playing Daily Fantasy, whatever, all they owe you is a game and basically like a game being played. That's it. This case by the Daily Fantasy players was actually dismissed by the judge two months ago. So this is back in April. It was dismissed. The plaintiffs, the Daily Fantasy guys, they filed a motion to reconsider the case. And... And the judge also denied the motion to reconsider. Mm. But what that motion contains is also an allegation by these plaintiffs. Again, the, these Daily Fantasy guys who are up against baseball, the Red Sox, the Astros. And they're alleging that Major League Baseball somehow falsely represented the 2017 investigation into the Yankees, their own sign-stealing when they reveal the ultimate findings of that in- investigation. And this is the Apple so Watch. The this is the Apple Watch one, right? 
Exactly. This is the Apple Watch. Whatever was going on between the Red Sox and the Yankees, where they were ultimately fined back in September of 2017. So the plaintiffs want the letter that Manfred sent to the Yankees to be unsealed. And the Yankees attorney right now is arguing, well, the plaintiffs have no case anymore. The plaintiffs case got dismissed on the merits two months ago. It got dismissed again. And what Major League Baseball wrote in confidence, because it's their investigation, it's basically uh, it's irrelevant right now. And this should not be released because it could create quote, you know, significant reputational harm to the Yankees. And people, Jake, as you know, have really latched on to that significant reputational harm as some sort of evidence or definitive proof that what was happening with the Yankees in 2017 was a lot worse and a lot more nefarious than what the commissioner ultimately fined them for. But uh, yeah, I get that. But as the story indicates, it's for things that allegedly happened in 2015 and 2016 correct just to be clear yes that. That, that's that's correct i should have i should have uh, i should have made that distinction I, I think basically what they're arguing is what the commissioner ultimately decided was not representing like what the facts actually were with the yankees cheating specifically in 15 and 16 right so i'm really curious to see what's in this letter and it sounds like we're going to get to see it right or at least a redacted version um that's what it sounds like. Yes, I mean, I, I think they're gonna. The Yankees are appealing it, but based on what the judge decided this past Friday, this letter might be revealed as soon as four days from when you and I are recording on Monday morning, the fifteenth of June. So we could see this letter pretty soon here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's in it, just like everyone else is. Um, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, the the part that you mentioned about the Yankees arguing that the letter would cause significant reputational injury. I think that was the phrase. Um, and, yeah. and that is an obvious phrase to latch on to. Um, my immediate thought was, you know, like we saw um, Rob Manfred sent letter. It sounds like Rob Manfred sends letters to the main parties involved in all the, the investigations MLB does because we saw, yep. You know the the letter to and they're private letters, right? The letter from Rob Manfred in the, January yes, to Jeff Luno uh, was leaked to the Wall Street Journal, and that's what led to all the uh, story, the reporting by the Wall Street Journal about Codebreaker, and uh, it was more like details than Manfred had revealed in his official report on January thirteenth, and those details named. You know, Derek Vagoa, who was an intern in 2016, and now their travel secretary, Tom Kochweiser, who was in their video room. Um, I think one of the emails uh, or one of the parts of it, you know, named Matt Hogan, who's in their front office as someone who was interviewed um, in the investigation, uh, not implicated, but interviewed. Uh, one of the emails from Tom Kochweiser named Alex Centrone, who was in the video room and is now their hitting coach. So I think my informed speculation because of that about like the reputational part would be those types of staffers on whoever were were named in this letter to the Yankees would would have they would be harmed reputationally right because we have seen that to be the case for yeah. Derek Vagoa and Tom Kochweiser especially with the codebreaker stuff like Vagoa was named wasn't he added to that Mike Bolsinger lawsuit and 
You know, you, <laughs> yeah, he you was, Google yes. other of those guys' names forever, and that's going to come. The sign stealing, code breaker stuff's going to come up. So that is reputational harm. So that's my guess as to what they would want not want out there is those name, those types of names. Whoever like were name. I think you're probably right. The Yankees side of it. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Um, these are people who some of those people you mentioned are not really public figures. They can be based on the organizations they work for because they're well known in their communities. But you know, they're not the manager or their GM. They're not. They're not even the assistant GM. They're like people that like you might know about because you know you know probably all parts of the organization. But they're not. They're not anybody that people would know publicly. So let's kind of get to the meat and potatoes, like our opinions on this. Uh, the sense that I got from Astros fans this weekend was, boy, a lot of schadenfreude here, this Yankee letter. And I'm sitting here thinking, listen, uh, the background is, I I do believe there was a lot of sign stealing going on, illegal sign stealing in baseball in 15, 16, and particularly 17. And I based that on a couple of things. Logic, uh, the original story by Evan Drellick and Ken Rosenthal uh, breaking the Astro sign stealing back in November. The first two paragraphs, which Jake has read aloud on this podcast, talks about how it was a broad story about Major League Baseball. So I think a lot of teams were doing it in some degree or another. Uh, when I was filling in on Sirius XM a few months ago, I had Scott Miller on from, I think, Bleacher Report, and he mentioned that his sources in baseball talked about how 2017 was particularly the Wild West. So I do think a lot of illegal sign stealing was going on. Having said that, it's really tough for me, Jake, to say the Yankees were doing it too and just as badly as the as the Astros when I don't know what is in this letter. Again, I do not know. You do not know. Nobody right now knows what is in this letter. So until I see what is in this letter, I cannot just go and crush the Yankees and Joe Girardi and Aaron Judge and Bronx Mike on Twitter until I see what is in the letter. Real quick before we get back to dissecting this mysterious Yankees letter, wanted to talk briefly about Dugout Mugs, a company started in a college baseball dugout. It is the barrel of a baseball turned into a 12-ounce mug if you are like me and tend to procrastinate on Father's Day gifts. It is the perfect Father's Day gift for this coming Sunday. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and code MLB30. Fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let's wait and see if it if it reveals what what Astros Twitter thinks is in it. Then then we'll you know obviously talk about it a ton. But um, I don't know Evan's story on Friday and just like what we know about this particular case didn't suggest to me that it's going to be what Astros Twitter thinks it's going to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm the I'm on the same boat as you. Like I think we'd be naive to think that. Um, the sign stealing, it was it, it was the Wild West out there. But there's a difference between um, just assuming that this is proof and actual proof. And, um, you know, maybe some – I hope that in, in the years to come as reporters and, um, you know, sports media continues to look into just the whole era – uh, that we learn more about everything that was going on and players, maybe as players retire, they'll be more open about stuff. Agreed. But, you know, it, it might not be for a while uh, un- until we do learn the whole scope of everything. And, 
yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't know if this is going to be that. Um, I think, um, you know, I think this sounds to me just like kind of a, a, you know, what we already know about the Apple Watch stuff, which wasn't that big a deal. Jake, you would ask me over the weekend, why do the plaintiffs, why is there such a big deal about this letter, the Yankee letter, versus anything that was sent to the Astros and the Red Sox? And I was thinking about that question, and the best as I can come up with is the, the plaintiffs in this case, these daily fantasy players, probably at this point are arguing that they're probably, they might be, I don't know if they're satisfied, but they're probably thinking, okay, everything with the Astros, particularly because that Weiser vagoa letter was released or the wall street journal somehow got it in february so that's out there i I think we basically know the extent of the astro sign stealing scandal i think we know it from the red sox i'm not 100 percent sure about that they're probably thinking well our best chance is to figure out what was going on with the yankees and we're going to claim that the commissioner's office totally botched that investigation buried it and there was a lot more going on that's my best guess as to why they're focusing on the yankee letter versus anything else in this case Yeah, that's a good guess. But yeah, for the listeners, my question to Mike uh, over the weekend was why this letter and not every letter? Because clearly Manfred sends these letters at the end of investigations to all the the people involved. And, um, you know, why is the plaintiff – why is the plaintiff only wanting – one letter and not all the letters, but you're probably right that they probably assume that the, since the Luno letter leaked that they already have kind of the Astros side of it um, covered. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm really, like I said at the top of the show, I'm really curious to see what's in the letter. Um, can you also... I mean, I, I just... Can you... I, I can't give a hot take on this until I see what's in this yeah. letter, but I, I cut you off, yeah, so go Can ahead. you explain what... You know, like, this is just... Um, this is not like this, so this is someone asking this is someone alleging something right this is not yes. a uh, a court ruling that the Yankees engaged in further sign stealing it is someone alleging that and the court saying yeah we could see the letter correct so this is basically as part of that motion to reconsider because again this overall case was dismissed two months ago uh the overall case was dismissed so it's a motion to reconsider and as part of that the plaintiffs want to unseal the details of the letter and as as their justification they're alleging again alleging that major league baseball falsely represented their own investigation and this will be proven once the letter is unsealed but when you make an allegation i mean technically the things you file with the court are supposed to be true but i mean it's, it's an allegation. It's, it, it doesn't mean anything until you actually see what's in the letter. Just because the plaintiffs say the letter says what they think it does doesn't mean that's actually the case. And I'll, I'll add on to it, Jake, by saying in Evan's story on Friday night about this, the actual judge who made the order to unseal this letter, he wrote that much of the letter's contents have already been revealed back in Major League Baseball's 2017 press right. release. That's from the judge himself. I mean, again, I hate to keep carving on the same damn thing, but, <laughs> but we have to see the we have to see yeah. the details of the letter in order to formulate, you know, educated opinions on what's and that, in that it. That was the point that really made me believe that this isn't going to be much more than we already know, if anything, more than we already know, and that it's not as big a deal as was maybe uh, people thought. Um, that that part about the judge, um, and that's also 
what led me to believe that a lot of people didn't actually read the story. Um, yeah, so like you could theoretically allege anything in court against me and it would be public. So you could you could file an allegation that like I'm a shitty uh, podcast partner who says um too often and it would make it into the court records. I, I, I could do that, yes, and people could find it. Now, if I file stuff that, that are, that's frivolous, you could, like, file various motions, and you could, you could file for sanctions, and depending on where you are, some judges would be like, yeah, this is so frivolous that you're wasting the court's time, you're wasting the defendant's time, and you should actually be, be fined money for what you're doing. Yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I, I saw so that people, like, posting happen. the screenshots of the allegation like it was, like, a Supreme Court ruling, you know, and that's not exactly yeah, what's exactly. going Yeah, exactly. Correct. So I'm glad we're we're discussing that. I do want to make another point here, real quick, Jig, and tell me where you are, where you are on this. I mean, I I like Lance McCullers. Uh, we had him on my previous radio show for you know we had him like in studio basically for like two years straight. Um, Lance tweeted about this. Carlos Correa tweeted about this. Josh Reddick did. I'm guessing there are one or two others that did as well. Here's my take. And they, they weren't actually to those they were players. Just like gifts, right? They weren't actually like substantive tweets. Yeah, they, that's correct. That's a good clarification. They were tweeting gifts that were obviously related to this topic, this Yankee letter. Again, the Schadenfreude thing. Here's my thing with the players. Uh, I understand. I, I can I can mentally put myself where they are. Uh, this has been, I'm sure, a very difficult last couple of months to say the least. Um, but. And I understand that, like, where the Astros players' feelings probably really changed once other players, specifically Cody Bellinger, started going after them and now two days MVP from 2017. I get all that. But here's, here's the point I'm at, Jake. This is where I'm at. I'm sure the Astros players are convinced that a lot of teams were cheating in the same era, particularly in 2017, particularly in 2018. You know what? If you want to tell me that you have been unfairly harmed and your rep reputation and your World Series title has been unfairly tarnished uh, by, you know, the media, who fans, whoever, if, if you believe that and you think other teams are doing it, then come out and say what you think they were doing. Like, if that's going to be your if that's the stance that you're going to take, then come out and say exactly what you think the Yankees were doing, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, anybody else in the American League. That is what you have to do. If you are telling me that you have been unfairly impugned by everything going on the last couple of months based on what happened in 17 and 18, you, the players, have to tell me what these teams were doing that was violating the rules. Tell me what was happening. I agree 100%. I think like they've had plenty of opportunities to do that, and they haven't. So, um, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> posting a gif doesn't do anything i mean if anything it might put you in a it might you're kind of digging a deeper hole if this turns out to be what the judge says it is um because it you know i i don't, I don't know i just think like it's it was kind of silly and and like underscores why they're in this mess in the first place right like they convinced themselves everyone was doing it even whether or not they were you know hopefully we'll find out in time but like you know, you just because everyone else was cheating doesn't make it okay that you cheated if if they were, you know, if everyone else was cheating. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and, and and if everyone, for me personally, we we might disagree on this. Like, if everyone else was cheating and, and, and to the same extent they were, for me, it, it puts it in more context. But at the very least, like, if you're convinced that everybody else was cheating, then I... I want to hear about that. And the other part, as you mentioned, Jake, is what happens if this letter is unsealed this week and there's not much in it? Then what? Then what They're happens? Delete their well, gifts. What? What? Yeah, are the gifts? Are there more gifts on Friday? Is Astro's Twitter in a frenzy on Friday? Like, what, what's happening if this letter is unsealed and there's not much in it? Then what? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the whole thing was was silly. I thought. Um, yeah, I, I just let's wait and see what's in the letter, right? Like. Uh, even if it's like the worst case scenario for the Yankees, um, it doesn't change. It doesn't well, then, change the then. fact that the Astros <laughs> cheated like in a major way. And um, yeah, I don't like I think like a major component of why the players were vilified by other fan bases was not only that they cheated, but how long it took them to apologize and this perceived lack of contrition. Um, and so if this turns out to be nothing, they're only digging themselves a, a deeper hole with all the social media stuff. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I, I think it's way too early for Astros fans to like, to put on a social media parade when we still need to see where this story goes. Jake, I feel like you and I are getting at a bunch of tweets, very upset at us for based on what we've said so far in this episode. Being logical. I, I, I can, I, I can sense that. What'd you for say? Being logical. You mean? It, probably for being logical, but listen, if people have counter arguments, I, I don't mind it. Like I will genuinely, I, I will, I will be willing to listen to any other arguments. I just, again, it's not a sexy opinion. It's not some strong, powerful take. We need to see what's in this letter. That is, that is my, that is my final thought. I'll leave the last word to you on this topic. Yeah, I, I think if, if there's more to the letter than we think, uh, we will definitely talk about it a lot on this podcast and, uh, it will be a big story, but um, I don't think we can assume that's the case. And I, I really appreciate you explaining to me that like who's not very good at like understanding law and how it works, uh, you know what this actually is. And I think um, it was it's valuable for listeners to to uh, really hear like what this is because. The way it was covered seemed to be a little not by us, but like the way it was covered on Twitter and perceived on Twitter um, didn't seem to align with what it actually is. So thank you for explaining it to us for for those of us who are not uh, lawyers or have not read torts books and understand all this <laughs> stuff. I appreciate that, Jake, and we appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in. And as Jake mentioned, I, we promise that if there's much more to this story, we will absolutely be talking about the contents of this letter and what the Yankees may or may, may not have been doing uh, in those years in the episodes to come. He is Jake Kaplan. I'm Mike Meltzer. Thank you for listening. This has been the latest episode of The Crawford Talks, an Astros podcast brought to you by The Athletic. 